When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy New Year. Hello and welcome to After Extra Time. Happy New Year to all you listeners. It's me, the one and only, the special one, the famous one, the reinformed one, Greeny. And joining me is not the so special one, it's the real world one, it's Jacko. <laughs> Hello mate, how are we? Happy New all Year right, to mate. After Extra Time listeners. Yeah. Who is out there. Hopefully you're just, listening anyway. I've got, I've got a little joke for you just to start off, Jacko. If it's anything Millwall related, you can fuck off. <laughs> so, what's the difference between a Millwall fan and a baby? The baby stops whining after a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends if the baby grows up into a Millwall fan or not. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but no, good to be back, mate, on the show. Yeah. Um, We've got Definitely. loads to talk about, mate. Definitely loads to talk about. Well, it's uh, been a little while since we've um, we've done one of these. It has indeed, mate. And uh, just to inform people, obviously, due to COVID still happening, we're now in tier four, so it's basically a lockdown, mate. Mm. And we, I'm going to start this off going from that is uh, yeah. we've noticed now, mate, that COVID 19's took a massive hit on the football. Yeah. Um, players testing positive, quite, quite a few now. Mm. I mean, obviously, Man City have had it. Spurs have had it, Fulham have had it. What what do you reckon is the main thing of trying to controlling it and keeping the game going? Well, <clears throat> oddly enough, I was listening to another podcast about this today. Um, apparently, COVID testing is totaling 10 grand a club <clears throat> outside the Premier League. Mm. Um, so, obviously, because we've seen several fixtures over this weekend get postponed because of COVID... Brotherham um, Cardiff before the new year got uh, postponed as well. Um, or, sorry, Rotherham Derby. Um, 
yeah, it, it's an interesting one because you you either go back to how it was at the beginning of it all when we had the first lockdown and we have a break um, and you go into a secure bubble, but is that going to be logistically sound with where the players live and the families and all this sort of stuff? Mm. Um, do you look at the EFL and the Premier League um, creating a joint account where they pump money in that make sure that all 92 teams uh, are tested? I mean, they're getting tested mm. twice a week. Um, mm. So it's obviously going to rack up a lot of money. Now, the Premier League can probably cope with that with the amount of money that they get from Sky and BT and, and all the other tele-providers that, that show the game. Obviously, with yeah. the championship and, and lower league football, it's more difficult because the, the TV money isn't as lucrative. There's not many more games. There's the, you know there's a handful of championship games. There's barely any league one, league two football. Obviously, you know how far do you want to go to stem that towards the Vanarama National League? Because BT have a little bit of that, but again, it's not a lot compared to what Sky have got for the Premier League and what BT have got for the Premier League. Mm. Um, so it's a difficult one, I think. As well, you know, we've we've heard reports about the West Ham and the Spurs players. Uh, I, I think they've shot themselves in the foot, basically. You know, everyone knows the situation that you're supposed to be in. Everyone's had tough periods throughout the last sort of nine months. And it's very difficult for people to feel sorry for those players that are getting paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a week and they're still breaking rules and they're still going out and, it's mm. it's you know it's putting um you know it's putting an image to the footballers that they don't care about the average joe that will go and want to spend 30 40 50 pound of their money that they've worked hard for at the end of every week to then go and watch those clubs play mm. when they're able to obviously we're all in the same boat it's very difficult for all of us to want to watch football and we have to watch fake crowd noise that that's, seems to be getting worse. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, we had the hope of going to see uh, or have a chance of going to game because of the limited availability. Very difficult. And then that went very, very quickly. I think it lasted two weeks. Um, yeah. So, something has to be done. I think the EFL and I think the Premier League, I think Sky and BT, you have to and Amazon now have to get together and sort of create a financial package. Yeah, all right, they've had the bailout for the lower league clubs, but that's £10,000 a week for Crawley or uh, Stevenage or Gillingham or Newport. That's a lot of money to those clubs. Um, So if they could have it sort of subsidised through the the Premier League and the EFL and, and the TV companies, it would probably make them feel a lot easier about making sure staff are still employed where where they can be and those mm. tests are getting done and it means that we may be able to look at having less games postponed because of it. Um, Millwall's result this weekend was a poor one. I watched the game. Uh, but listening to Gary Rowett after the match, eight Millwall players have had COVID and have just come back mm. from it. And for a Millwall side that has maybe 20, 24 players so that's a third of the side that have gone down because of COVID now if they're not testing because it's too expensive again it comes back to what can the EFL and the Scott and the Premier League do about that 
So yeah, that's right. it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I think everyone expected sort of these months to be difficult sort of health wise mm. because of illnesses like this can, can obviously spread like wildfire because of the cold temperatures. So mm. obviously it's, they're, they're desperate for the vaccine to come out. Um, it's just a case of either you try and muddle through and you ha- give a product to people that, that want that product or you postpone that product to make sure that everyone's safe and then you come in, you maybe have to do something like they did last year where they had that sort of nine, ten week period in May and June when the weather's a lot better that they can fill those games out. I mean, if they'd done that, mate, <clears throat> would it'd be very hard, obviously, because the Euros are coming in. Yeah. Um, the start of the new season, the FA Cup finals, the yeah. Europa Cup finals. I feel if they're gonna if they're gonna cut it, they've got to call the end end of the season early. Yeah. Because I don't think they'll fit it all in, Jack. I, I, no. I mean, I know I know Big Sam has been saying let's have a circuit break for a week or two weeks. In my eyes, I can't see that making much of a difference. No, no, it won't. And because I think he's using that to is he using that to train his players in the meantime? I don't think it is. I think everyone's in the same boat. If if he's looking for a circuit breaker or two weeks. You could probably isolate for for maybe ten days, mm. uh, or not, not even that, maybe six or seven. But then you go into training for the following week. Mm. So then you ask the question of, well, how long could the circuit break be for? If it's anything over a month, you might as well suspend the season. But yeah. if it's anything less than a month, how uh, how is that going to be logistically for or for all of the clubs? Um, mm. And, and can it be done in a way that it sort of reduces the threat of COVID coming back in? Um, and, you know, it's, it's a difficult one for the EFL and the Premier League to be in. Um, obviously, football's been affected. Um, not, you know, I wouldn't say badly because obviously you've got a lot of everything else has gone on for everybody else. Um, but football has been affected, obviously. Um mm. So, you know, you have to, the Chiefs will have to sort of create something. And yes, people are going to like it. Um, people are going to think, well, what's the point? We might as well have just not done the football season from December and then started again in March or when the vaccine was back out. But as you say, you've got the Euros. You can't postpone the Euros because you've got Qatar in, in November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you'd have a Euros in June and you'd have a, no, a World Cup in November. Uh, so then it brings back the question of fatigue on the players. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, I don't envy them with what they have to do. I think they also have to sort of abide with what the government sanctions come in as and when they come in. Obviously, they're being reviewed. I think you've, you said to me, January the 13th is the next yeah. review date. Um, so it may be a case of seeing what the results are like from that. Obviously, the vaccine rolls out to tomorrow, but that yeah, but that won't cover everybody straight away. Obviously, um, so that that's going to take itself time as well. So yeah, it's it's just a really tough position for them. To be in. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. While we've got football. We're grateful. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's 
probably doing hell for everybody's hackers on a Saturday. Um, and it's obviously not the same because there's no fans, there's no crowds, there's no atmosphere. Um, but yeah, let's, as you say, let's just be glad that we've got football back for a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, moving on from COVID, let's move on to a bit more of a, a more of a talk in the football. Um, I'm going to drop to Sam Allardyce again, so I'll keep bringing him up. Yeah. He's at West Brom, Jacko. He hasn't picked a win up yet. No. He's got a he's got a draw, obviously, against Liverpool, which was a great result. Yeah. Um, and then he's got battered at home twice now. Leeds was the first game he got battered, and then he got yeah. battered again yeah. yesterday. Do you feel Anadoff's going to keep him up, or do you think it's a massive no. job and he's under pressure already? No, well, I was having a look at this. Um, this is obviously one of the things I was discussing about the Arsenal-West Brom game later. But as you brought it up, we'll go through it. So, yeah, since yeah. December... Um, only Fulham have scored less goals than West Brom uh, in since the beginning of December. They've, Fulham have scored two goals, and they've only picked up um, they've picked up two points: a draw against Man City and a draw against Liverpool. Only Sheffield United have less points in the same amount of time. Mm. Now, I think Sheffield United are down, and I think yeah. West Brom are down. West Brom have conceded thirty-nine goals. Um, this season and they've scored 11 hmm. now I, I appreciate you know you you and I had a discussion I wouldn't say a heated discussion but you and I had a discussion in our group hmm. with Jack that we didn't think I, I didn't think it was right of of uh, Phillips to go I, I think yeah. the Mick about it all hmm. especially after the fact that he got a result now again it sort of echoes what I said about Pearson um, at the back end of last season, saying, "Well, I can't see he would have got results, um, or you know, he may have not got the results that's yeah. happened over this this sort of last couple of weeks." But you don't know. Um, for, uh, Leeds are a very hit and miss side. Obviously, they they got I wouldn't say comprehensively beaten by Spurs yesterday, but they lost three 0 Arsenal have been on a bit of resurgence lately. Obviously, they beat Chelsea on Boxing Day. Uh, they beat Brighton, and, and now they've obviously got the win against West Brom. And to be fair, they were nine points that Arsenal needed to get yeah, for the Christmas and New Year period. So I think West Brom are in a, a, a world of trouble. I think they're very similar to Sheffield United in the fact, that obviously, the stats show that they're lacking a goal-scoring threat. Um, you know, at the beginning of the year, they looked like they could sort of nick a couple of results. They almost did against Everton. Um I just think it's a, a tough ask. And obviously, again, going back to the COVID side of things, for the financial aspect for the clubs has changed for the last sort of eight months. So they're not mm. going to be prepared to fork out 30 or 40 or 50 million in January to try and keep them up. Because if they don't, they're 40 or 50 million worse off. All right, they'll have the parachute payment from the Premier League, but they'll be in the Championship without any fans again. And, it, and it's going to sort of just snowball um, mm. I know I'd seen on a, a sort of rumour mill that Allardyce is looking for a, a centre back a centre midfielder and a strike um, a who's going to want to go there yeah because if they want someone with Premier League experience the, the likelihood is he isn't going to want to play in the Premier League for West Brom because the way West Brom are playing at the minute they aren't going to be in the Premier League for much longer um 
So I think Allardyce has to work with what he's got. Um, and I, I can't see it improving at the moment. I really can't. No, I mean, can you see him lasting till till the end of the season, or do you think it'll it'll go before? Uh, that? I, I think they'll probably keep him till the end of the season, personally, um, and then see where they are. It'll obviously depend on what he wants to do. He may feel that it's not the right thing for him, um, and then it sort of carries on with the merry-go-round of bringing in a new manager. He wants to then put his ideas on. He then has to spend money and bring in players. And if that doesn't work, they get rid of him and bring another manager in. So, um, yeah, I think they'll they'll probably keep Allardyce until the end of the season and see where they go. Um, but at the moment, the only way they're going is, is back to the Championship. Fair point. Right, moving on to, um, obviously, this game happened today. But let's just talk about, I just want to talk about the club for a minute. Yeah. Um, Newcastle United, mate. Mm. Obviously, they were meant to be having this takeover. Yeah. It's then been rejected by the Premier League. Um, they were Saudi Arabians who wanted to take it. Was this the one back in Paul, I feel. Was this the one back in yeah. October? It was, yeah. yeah. And I just want to pick back up on it. And, I'm, and I've heard today that Liverpool put a stance in, Spurs put a stance in that they didn't want this to happen. Yeah. So the Premier League rejected it. I mean, do you feel they'd done that because they knew Newcastle would have a lot, a lot of money with the Saudi Arabians coming in and they could challenge for the Prem? Uh, not right away, no. Uh, if they spent big, yeah. But who's want to going to? Who's want? Who will want to go to Newcastle? There is that point, but you know, if you bring a top class manager in like Benitez again, mate, then maybe. Yeah, but is he want to going to? Is he going to want to go back? Um, you know, would they make a, a stamp and try and go for Allegri? Um, mm. you know, or Tuchel, um, or a couple of others, would they try and go for that? I think I, I didn't realise that Liverpool and Spurs had sort of put a negative word on the impact of it. Now, whether or not that's because mm. of obviously the rumours are the, the you know the, the doubts about the Saudis and with human rights and all this sort. Sociological uh, sort of situations that they have over there, and whether or not that they feel that if the Premier League were to bring that in, it wouldn't necessarily send the right message. But then you sort of question it because obviously the same sort of issues have been made about the owners of Man City and the owners of PSG and and all this sort of stuff. So, um, mm. Yeah, I think. It's a difficult one, and if I was a Newcastle fan, I, I'd rightly be pissed off that clubs are getting involved because ultimately it should be just down to a decision by the Premier League, not two of the top four in the Premier League itself. And I think this may stem back to the the uh, the way they wanted to change the governing body of the Premier League obviously before before the end of last year they had a vote where they wanted to try and get the sort of top six top eight clubs to rule over the Premier League and sort of how they wanted to go about it and whether or not yeah. because Newcastle may have rejected that idea this is then uh, a vindictiveness by Liverpool to not 
have someone else come in. I don't know. It, it's difficult without knowing the proper ins and outs. Um, but I think it's definitely blow for Newcastle because they are desperate to have some fortunes change up in the northeast. Yeah, I mean, while we're on Newcastle, Jacko, let's just speak about today's fixture against yeah. Leicester. Obviously, they, they picked up a great point against Liverpool in uh, yeah. midweek. Um, Leicester then go, obviously go to St James's Park and we beat them 2-1. I mean, did you watch yeah, the game at I, all? I, and I what did. did you make of it? Um, the first half, I thought, was pretty uh, pretty one-sided. I think, I think um, without sort of attacking the, the Newcastle goal, I think Leicester were more comfortable and more likely to go in mm. front. I think, to be fair, all three goals were superb. Um, I think yeah. The one I was most impressed with was Tielemans. I think that's a stunning finish. You have a look at the trajectory of the ball. He's basically done a banana shot um, around Fernandez, and it's beaten Darlow. Um, obviously, it's a, a quite a um, historical moment for Andy Carroll having his first goal back at Newcastle in 10 years. Um I think at that point, sort of Newcastle looked like they could have got back into it, but I think with the the fact that Sion Chu's back fit now, it meant that Rodgers mm. was able to sort of shape up more defensively to sort of see off the lead before um, and then just sort of hold out until the final whistle, which they did. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised where Leicester are on the table uh, no, now after Christmas no, sitting third? Actually, I, I think I. I've been quietly confident about Rodgers at Leicester. I know you've had your doubts, especially at the back end of last year when they had their dip. But uh, I don't mm. think, you know, I, I think everyone was sort of all over the shop. Teams that had a bit of form going into the break lost it. And those that didn't have it were able to start afresh. Um, I think Leicester have worked considerably hard under Rodgers. I think they've got a great infrastructure at the club. They're able to bring in not necessarily bigger names, but more well-known names. The like of uh, the likes of Under um, that came in in the summer. Um, Vardy seems to be forever running around. Um, I think we might as well nickname him the Duracell Bunny. Keeps going. Harvey Barnes is playing well. I think Madison being back after his knee injury is a massive boost for Leicester as well. So I think they've got. They've got the, play, uh, the the pieces in place. Um, it's whether or not that they can keep up with the likes of Leicester, the likes of Man United. Because uh, I'll be honest, I didn't expect Man United to be where they are. That, that's been, a, no, that's no. been a bit of a quiet one for me because you see them get a result, but then you look at the detail and you think, well, they weren't, how have they got up there? But then you realise with the amount of results that they have and the fact that they've got, I think, only Leicester have scored the same amount of goals away from home Man United have this season, obviously before before the final result today. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised Leicester are up there and I think it will be good for the City. I think if they can finish in the top four, that's the Champions League spot. Um, and if they can do well in Europe, I, I think it's been a definitely a very good season for them. Before we move on, are they title contenders? Uh <laughs> it's difficult because obviously Liverpool have still got to play. Man United have got a game in hand. Mm. Um, obviously, Man City have moved up to fifth after their result against Chelsea today. I think Chelsea are slipping now, um, which is a bit of a surprise. Um, I, I think if Leicester, 
I think Leicester will be up there. I can't see them winning the title. I, I, I have a funny feeling it'll either be... I'm probably going to go with either Liverpool, Man United or Man City. There we go. I think I'm going to edge towards United. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Because you're a closet United fan. <laughs> oh, I say closet United fan. You're an outspoken United fan. <laughs> well, moving on to my... Um, I'm going to put a new bit okay. in the podcast uh, when I host them, Jack. And it's called Flop, Flop or Not. Or not. So, this sounds dodgy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. New shenanigans. Brilliant. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the transfer window is yeah. open, and I've looked back at some transfers we have had yeah. in 2020. Um, so I'm going to go through a few, and you're, you're going to tell me whether it's okay. a flop or not. Um, so the first one is Nelson Semedo left Barca, went to Wolves for 28 million. Is it a flop or not? I think it's too early to tell. Um, yeah. Are you convinced he's going to be, going yeah, to be good? I think or... it's too, I'm going to sit on the fence and go, it's too early to tell. Um, I'd like to think he will sort of pick up. I think he needs that bit more, bit more experience, a bit more time in the Premier League. I think if you were to ask me this time next year, I'd give you a better answer of whether or not he's been a flop or not. Okay, let's move on. Ollie Watkins from Brentford to Villa. Uh, I don't think it's a at all. I think he's done really, really well. I think he's got a yeah. good partnership with um, Grealish and Traore. I think the three of them work really well. Um, and I yeah. definitely... He did have a couple of games at the beginning where he didn't know... Didn't look like he was going to score in a month of Sundays. But he got that hat trick against Liverpool, mm. and that sort of changed it. And I, I do think, I, I do think he's good enough to be in the yeah. Premier League. So yeah, definitely not a flop. Yeah. Um, next one is then Rodrigo from Valencia to Leeds for thirty mil. I mean, what to make of that? I mean, I think that's a flop. My opinion. Um, how many goals has he bagged? Maybe three, four. Yeah, not many, I don't think. Uh, it's interesting because he Bielsa seems to bring him off the bench. Now, whether or not that is an impact sub or to create a different attacking dimension, I don't know. But he seemed, from from what I understand Rodrigo to be, he was supposed to be an out-and-out goal scorer. Now, Bamford seems to be their goal-scoring threat. Rodrigo has bagged a couple of goals here or there. Um, but because he's not getting the starts that, he probably should be getting. I don't think we've got a good enough um, ratio to see if he's a flop or not. I think if you were to have if you were to have him make the same amount of starts as Bamford has, and he have the same mm. goal tally that he has now, then yes, it would be a flop. But yeah. because he's come on the majority of the season as a sub, and you, you know, even at Sunday mm. League level, if you're not Playing the game from minute one, you're you're sort of five or ten minutes behind the rest of the the, the twenty one blokes on the pitch because they've had that forty five minutes. They've got a good idea of the pace of the game. You've then got to come on at say forty five fifty minutes, and you've got to then try and instinctively get into that. Um, yeah. And 
you know, I, I think obviously the higher you go, the better you should be able to adapt to that compared to what it's like at Sunday League. But you're always going to have those games where you, you may not be quite up to pace with it or there's something not right. So uh, I think, yeah, at the moment he's not a flop, but if he had the same mm. amount of starts that Bamford had, yes, he would be. Good. Next one, all these obviously going up in price okay. tag, by the way. So next one is Hakim Ch from Ajax to thirty three point five million. What do you make of him so far? Of him, I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen today's game. Uh, I can't really sort of dictate from what I've seen of today. What I've seen of him, he's not going to be a flop. The problem you've got is the amount of injuries he's had since he's come to Chelsea. Yeah. And I think that's hampered his season. There, there's been certain games where he's looked otherworldly with that Chelsea front line. And he he has a, a vision and a creative flair that suits the way that Chelsea want to play. With the likes mm. of Havertz, with the likes of Werner, with the likes of Pulisic, he's got pace around him. Obviously, he cuts inside on that right. He's got a wand of a left foot. His set-base delivery you know, from what I've seen at times, he's superb. So, yeah, I, I don't think he is a flop. I just think he's not had enough time because of his injuries. Fair enough. Moving up to the next player is Donny van der Beek, again from Ajax, this time to United for £35 million. Pounds. <sighs> What's his role at United? <laughs> bench warmer. <laughs> Can you flop being a bench warmer? I still think you can flop. I mean, when you've seen him come off the bench, do you say he's changed the game? There have been times where he hasn't looked threatening. Mm. But then I feel that he should be playing where Fernandez is. And with the fact that Fernandez scores penalties yeah. every week, he's not going to get ahead of it. So, no. unless they were to change the style of play and the way that Manchester United play, he will carry on coming off the bench. Now, at the moment, he's mm. part of the United side that are getting some very, very good results. So, uh, I think if he was to have a bad game, you wouldn't notice it as yeah. much as if they had at the start of the season when they were struggling to get results. Um, so, yeah, I, I, don't, I just... Again, it's like Rodrigo, it's like Ziyech. I just don't think you've seen mm. ample amount from van der Beek because he hasn't been given the game time. I think if Fernandez had been out and injured and he hadn't... Because mm. obviously, I, I think when he... I think the, the loss to Palace, he came on and got a goal on his first first appearance. Yeah, um, that's right. And I think he has bagged a couple more since then for United. Um, but mm. I just don't... Again, it's one of those where I don't think he's been given enough game time. So it's, no, I agree. You can't call him a flop yet because you haven't seen enough of him to warrant a, a proper decision. Yeah, that's that's fair point. Um, next one for, is Wesley Fofana from St Etienne to Leicester, thirty-six point five million. Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of him. Yeah, we've had to because Sionchu's <laughs> been out injured. The question is now, if, is Sionchu back? Is it going to be Sionchu and Evans again? It's a, it's a, do you know what, mate? It's what I was answering in my head when I was watching the game. Because 
And I thought the only I think I don't think he'll drop any Jack. I think he'll play. Uh, I think I think what he will have to do, because obviously Evans' contract is up at the end of the season. Now yeah. if he's got a bit of sense, he will start pairing for final with Sion. Because yes, he can go to five at the back. And if he wants to keep Evans for another year, he's got that option. And then he sort of tries to bring in another centre-half that they can push up through the ranks. Um, but obviously, a lot of the time, they will start with four at the back, with um, Justin on the right and Castagna on the left. Uh, obviously, Pereira is still a massive miss. Um, I think the, the two starting fullbacks would be Castagna and Pereira when they're fit. Because both of them can play either side, so it helps with versatility there. Um, so you'd have to go Sionchu and probably Evans as your main two centre-halves. Centre I think Fafana's been yeah. an adequate backup to what he's needed. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't think he's been a flop. Um, but the, que the question no. will be is now that Sionchu back after a couple more games of him getting a bit more match fitness, will it go back to Sionchu and Evans? Or as you say, will it go back to a back three where you've got the three of them in there? And then it'll be interesting to see how it does. Yeah, that's fair enough. We're getting closer to the end, but we've got okay. another four to go. Um, Diego Jota, yeah. he left Wolves, joined Liverpool. Not, not, a flop. not a flop at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very dubious about this at the beginning. I think I said it on the card. Um, I wasn't quite sure uh, if he would fit into that side, but my word, have I been mistaken for that? He's been superb for Liverpool. Um, you know, he, he, he filled in no, he filled good. in for the goals that Bobby Firmino couldn't seem to hit at the beginning of the season. He filled in for Mo Salah. Salah was injured. He can play anywhere across that yeah. front three. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I see it as a good bit of business by Liverpool. And it, it gives you that sort of insight as to the fact that for a period of time, would they be able to cope with the likes of Mane or Salah missing? And they've answered the question by bringing in Jota. Uh, I think Minamino um, isn't the best thing. Um, I think, mm. you know, we had a good game against Palace. I mean, they all looked good, to be fair, against Palace that day. Um but I definitely have Jota as the next one after that. Definitely. Yeah, I have to agree, mate. I thought it was going to be a flop, yeah, well, to be honest. He looks good in that Wolf side, and that Wolf side looked very good last year. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, obviously, the big question was, can he sort of move up to the next stage? And, yeah, I can't, I can't say he, he, he hasn't. I think he's been superb. Um, from the start for Liverpool. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the next one, we're not seeing much of him again, but I'd, I'd mm. like to get your thoughts on it. So, Tom, uh, Thomas Partey from Atletico yeah. to Arsenal, 45 million. Yeah, it's been an interesting one. From what I've seen of him, he has bought an energy and a um, disruptive influence to sort of what you typically expect holding midfield players to do. Um, I definitely see Partey holding midfielder, or if not, a, a ball-winning midfielder to sort of help create mm. attacks. There have been a lot of periods where Arsenal have looked very poor. 
um, and they've tried mm. uh, a number of combinations in the middle with Jacker and El Nenny, or Sabias and El Nenny, or Sabias and Partey, or Jacker and Partey. Um, I, I think at the minute they seem to have a good balance. They've grown in confidence a lot mm. with having just Jacker and Sabias and having a a midfield three of either Saka or Bamiyan, um Emil Smith-Rowe or, or whoever behind Lacazette. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he, he'll do a job. I, I think they need to get rid of a lot of the dead weight or he can get. Yeah, yeah and there is, and even Arteta said that this year, this, this, this win's going to try and get rid of a few of it. So maybe we might see more of him after January. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think it's too early yet. So, yeah, give him a bit more time. Yeah, fair enough. Two to go. Next one for you, Jacko. Ben Chilwell. Mm. He's left Leicester. Yeah. And he's gone, he's gone to Chelsea yeah. for £50 million. Um, I don't think he has been. I think he's a massive upgrade. I'd said, uh, I'd said this for a while. I think even at the restart of, of football when we decided this, I said that Chelsea needed to invest in the left-back. And they have done. And he's probably one of the best English left-backs we've got at the minute. Um, he's contributed a lot mm. for goals and assists. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think he's going to flop at all. And finally, again, we're going to back to Chelsea player. Um, Kai Havertz, mm. by Leyburn to Chelsea for £70 yeah. million. It's it a lot of money. And he's not done a... Is the price tag... I was going to say, is the think, price tag too much for what is, he's done? Yeah. Um, again, yeah. it's difficult. I think... I think there's always a transition when you come from a high-tier European league to play in the Premier League. Because no matter what anyone says, the Premier League is a completely different kettle of fish the likes of Spain. The likes of France, the likes of Italy. You know, um, I think yeah. when he was at Leverkusen, you had Dortmund, you had Munich, you had Leipzig, occasionally you had Schalke. But Leverkusen were, were meant to be mm. sort of in the top four or five come the end of the season. And that Leverkusen side with Havertz in um, was a very, very good side. I was excited to see yeah, what him, Werner, Ziyech would bring to um, yeah, I, I think he was going to bring a bit of something different to that Chelsea side. I just don't think mm. I, I think the coronavirus has hampered him because there have been there have been games where he yeah. has looked to um, you know, definitely help create things. Um, I just don't think he's been given the opportunities to stamp his authority on that. Lampard's very eager to sort of chop and change it and see how games are to go. Um, mm. Yeah, I think Havertz, Havertz needs probably the season before you ask me that. Yeah. I think I have to agree. I mean, that is all of the uh, flop or not. I'll do another one in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I am going to go to a part two where Jacko's going to take over with all the results, talking points, sackings for the championship and the premiership. 
and Jacko. Yep. We're also joined by a guest okay. in part two. Mr. Mr. Tom Millington, uh, who is an Arsenal I'd be interested. Fan. I might have to grill him for about 20 <laughs> minutes just to discuss what he thinks of Arsenal. Hello and welcome back to part two of the first edition of After Extra Time for 2021. I am the co-host Jacko. You get to listen to my dulcet tones for the second part. With me, as always, is the diva, Mr. Green. And with us, um, do. we've got a guest. He's uh, a lad that both Greeny and I know quite well. Um, remarkably an Arsenal fan, but only when they're doing well. It's Tom. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello. How are we? Yeah, very good. Happy New Year. Absolutely. Christmas, was, uh, Christmas has done you kind and you're not put too much timber on from all the food. Oh, don't, is that him told you about that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention it, yeah, but I thought I'd uh, come up with it myself. I mean, I can't really say yeah. that anyway. Um, yeah, so I want to talk to you a bit about Arsenal because uh, there's not many Arsenal fans I know. You're, you're one of them. Um, what have you made of this season? And were you close to thinking that Arsenal could potentially get relegated this year? Um, obviously, let's face it, the season's been pretty poor. Um, I wasn't really expecting us to be down where we were, but I wasn't expecting us to have a great season, if I'm honest. Um, mm. Obviously, Arteta is his first season as a manager. I wasn't expecting high things, but at least top half of the table, I was hoping. But yeah. um, obviously, it's been a bit of a disappointment. I think, as as we all know, as an Arsenal fan, it's been these last few last few games as well have been pretty poor. Um, but it looks like after these last three results, last three wins, it's been pretty pretty good. The performance has been decent. So yeah, it's on the rise. It's nothing nothing too. Um, I, mean, I wasn't expecting anything anything bad really. Um, but yeah, it's not 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 the worst, I guess. What what would you take at the end of the season? Now would you take either a, um, Europa League and just outside of top eight, or I wouldn't what, even. What, I'm not even fussed about Europa League. Um, okay. I think for, for money wise, I think it would be good. But if anything, being in the Europa League is a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a hassle for the next season. I ideally want to be in like a good, strong position for next season. Yeah. Hopefully, get a few additions this January and in the summer after the season's finished, and then really push on for the next season. I think, unfortunately, this one's a bit of a write-off at the moment. Yeah. What have you made of football since since it came back? Because obviously, it was a Massive impact to all of us not being able to go and attend and, and seeing empty stadiums on the TV. Well, I mean, how have you found it? Have you found it quite unpredictable with the results and stuff? It's been a weird season, hasn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. It's been a weird season. Um, I don't... I did actually fall a little bit. Not, not one of those, but it sort of, I lost a bit of interest in it, especially when Arsenal were doing pretty poorly. It, yeah. wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't really great watching. Um, <laughs> I think the fans, to be fair, the fans make a big... Big impact in the grounds. Like when you when you listen to the watching the games and it's got artificial fans in the background, it's not yeah. not ideal, is it? But, no, um, but yeah, no, I quite uh, yeah, it's not it's not the best, but he's unpredictable, that's for sure. Yeah. What What did you make of yesterday's result against West Brom? Very good, very yeah. very good. Yeah, happy. Um, I'm quite glad Arteta made some good changes, positive changes as well. Mm. Uh, using the youth is uh, I think was quite important. Um, because the the 
all the other sort of more senior players have sort of let us down a bit. I don't think I don't think they deserve the stick they are getting, however. Um yeah. but it is needed for that extra bit of energy. I'm hoping that this they will pull us through and the senior players will then pull their finger out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I said on a couple of pods last year um, about the only sort of positives that Arsenal seemed to get were from Saka and Tierney. Um, how, what, what do you think of Bakayo Saka? How, how well do you think he's done this year? Surprising, really surprising. I'll, I thought it was... I didn't think it was all about the hype when he first got all the praise. I, I wasn't really on that bandwagon. I thought he did. It was fairly positive. I don't think it was what everyone was talking about, really. Um, but from the last, last well, yesterday against West Brom, he was very, very good. Um, and he's also had a good game against... Uh, oh, who was the last? Brighton. Okay. Yeah. Brighton. Yeah, against Brighton, he was really good as well. Um but I wasn't until these last few days. I was a bit unsure, but I'm hoping he keeps uh, keeps on improving and carrying on the way he is. Because to be fair, it's uh, it is positive. Him with Emil Smith Rowe as well. I really like. I really like Smith Rowe. Yeah, I thought he had a good game yesterday. To be fair, he, he did set up quite a good couple of chances for Arsenal. And to be fair, you know they managed to put a couple of them away. Um, let's let's talk about your your North London rivals, Spurs. Um, mm convincing 3-0 win against Leeds um, are you sort of hoping that they don't win the title this year oh yeah can can yeah. you see them winning it though or do you think it's a case of it's down to the likes of Liverpool or maybe Man United this year I mean track record they're very Spursy and they will be <laughs> Spursy uh, they will not be near the title I don't think um, I don't think they've got I mean, they've got a terrific like Kane and uh, Son. They're on fire at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they've quite got it to get near the... I think they'll be top four, but I don't think they'll be close to the title, to be honest. What I'm, hoping, you I'm really hoping. Oh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure every Arsenal fan's hoping they're <laughs> yeah. near the top. Um, what did you make of the game yesterday, Greenham? No, oh, the Spurs well. game. Keep up. Keep up. Oh, sorry, mate. Spurs game. Disgusting. Sorry, mate. <laughs> well, mate, it's, it's one of them games you, I expected Spurs to yeah. win it. Like, it's like Tom said, mate, with the class they've got, you expect yeah. it, don't you? Um, with the Arsenal game, was I expecting it? Yes, but I thought West Brom might have come out the blocks a bit better than what they did. Um, I'll tell a lie, I had a bet on it. <laughs> right. Oh, no. And, and, and everyone, in, everyone in my football chat, obviously, uh, were taking oh, the piss yeah. because they, I had... Uh, I had uh, something like, uh, I can't remember, Lee Pelche or something like that to score the first goal, West Brom to win 3 1. And obviously that went tits up. Were you West Brom awesome, to win 3 1? <laughs> right, right, no, Tom, this is uh, not money, mate. What, you know what I mean? Why would you put West Brom to win? <laughs> because I, I came up with this stat earlier. What. West Brom have scored 11 goals this season. You sat there and thought <laughs> they put three past Arsenal. I, I'll tell you why, because I thought. After they got a drum in at the first yeah. home game against Leeds, I thought Anados has got to do summer. So and then I thought Arsenal are not been great recently. So will he part the bus and then counter sack him? Arsenal's defence has been iffy. And I just thought if they get one, then they might get the two or three. And Arsenal will just get a late. But obviously it didn't happen. But then on the other hand, you expect Arsenal to win with the quality they've got. I'm sure you both agree that they should win yeah, that yeah. game. Well, they did. Well, they did do. 
Which they did do, yeah. Which they did do. But can they compete against teams in the top top half of the table? Is the How was you put on that bet? <laughs> Why would you put two quid on it in the first place? I mean, my, my, and let my me tell you, let me tell you the return. History is poor, but even I wouldn't sit there and go, "Oh, do you know what I fancy? Both teams to score and West Brom to win three-one, and Lee Peltier gets the first. So let's roll a two-pound coin yeah, down the gutter. I... It's a drain. It's a good <laughs> idea. Two two thousand and two pounds. Oh, well return. done. Splendid. He came close, though, mate. Came close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's only, close. He's only yeah, 2,000 yeah. quid shy, but apart from that, he's fine. Um, <laughs> but let, moving back to Arsenal and what we were saying, I, I mean, on previous yeah. podcasts, Jack, I think last season, me and you had a bit of a dispute about who was a better team at, yeah. at that time was yeah. Wolves and Arsenal. Now, I wouldn't like to answer that question, mate, because I feel Wolves have under underplaying the game. And yeah, so I, I think... I mean, if I asked you that question now, who would you pick, if being honest, Arsenal or Wolves at present? Who'd be the better side? Um, yeah, if it was before Boxing Day, I would have said Wolves. After Boxing Day, I'd probably have to go with Arsenal. Um, you know, you, you look, they, they comfortably beat Chelsea, they beat Brighton and they beat West Brom. And as I said before, it was nine points that they needed to get. And, you know, without those nine points, they're now only six points off the top four. Missing Jimenez, aren't they? Is vital for yeah. Wolves, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, definitely missing Jimenez. Um, I, I think he's been a massive blow. But then I think a lot of the players that they had last year, or a few of the players that they had last year, obviously aren't there anymore. The likes of Doherty and Jota. Um, you know, so, yeah, I think it's been a consolidating season for Wolves, definitely. But, you know, I mean, as well as Jacko, when we we just been on part one about um, Thomas mm. Partey at Arsenal. I mean, Tom, what do you make of Partey when he joined Arsenal for uh, an hefty price tag, forty five? If I'm honest, well, from what I've seen not? in an Arsenal shirt, I really do think he's a great, great player. Um, and but if I'm honest, I've not seen much of him prior to Arsenal. So that forty five million, I was a little bit like, okay, it's. It's a positive signing. We needed a we needed yeah. a player like him, but I didn't know too much about. I've not watched him too much closely, to be honest. Um, but the few games I have seen him, he's look he look he does look a class above the rest of the Arsenal players. Um, you've got I think the two signings about Arteta. I think you know when people were thinking about Arteta out, and there was a massive rave about him going going. Oh, should he be sat? Should he not? I I don't know where that came from, to be honest. I understand the results were poor, but. How on earth is I just can? If you were to get rid of him, who would you get? I, you I really? was one of them, Tom. Yeah, I, he was. I was one of them. I said yeah. to Jacko on the pod last week. I says he need not last week. Sorry, uh, just before Christmas, before we ended the first uh, the pod. I said he needs to go. That's the best who, option for us. Who would who would you get exactly. instead? He hasn't. He hasn't got the. I'd get someone in who's got Premier League pedigree, mate. You're, you're or not, not even Premier League Potts. pedigree. You I'd, said Pot should go. I did say Potch. I did say Potch. Uh, I just sat there. And... Or now I'd sack. But if it's now, I'd sack him and I'd bring Thomas. You still sack him now? Yeah, I'd sack him still now because that that was nine points. Well, I expected six points. I don't know. Nine, I, we, see, I, I still sack no, him. I really disagree. I think 
Because we, we're building, we're trying to build something. <laughs> and we, if we keep sacking sacking managers, like Unai Emery came across. He had the same sort of pedigree as you know Tuchel or whatever his name is. Yeah. Came from yeah. PSG, and it was just a bit. He didn't do anything. If we then get another manager, it's all then back to square one. The two signings Arteta has made was Party and Gabriel. They've both been our well. Gabriel has been one of our best players since coming, and Partey's class. So mm. I, I, I get the signings, but if Tom, if Arsenal don't finish in the top, I don't know top seven. That's a poor season for Arsenal. It is, yeah, we know that. We know that. But so then, surely you've got to go further, nah. sack the geezer, and bring in someone with a bit more class. Bring someone in like Thomas Tuchel, mate. Bigger name can bring bigger players. They'll give him more money. More money. Style of you think why is he getting more money? No chance. Why, yeah. why is Tuchel not at They'll... PSG anymore? Yeah. Why? Well, mate, PSG is sitting, what, second or third? And they so, them, so why do you think he'd be a better option for Arsenal? How many how what, many teams Arteta? should be winning that league, French league? Uh, really? Yeah. PSG, PSG. I'd say Lyon, after last season's yeah. uh, Champions League run, they could be up there tight and fighting for it. Um, and who else would I say? Lille are up there. So that's if he's part it, of the so. three horse race and he can't finish in top, why do you think he'd be a good good fit for Arsenal? I think he'll be a better fit for Arsenal. What what Arteta is, mate? I really do. Arteta, don't get me wrong, he's a, he's a, probably a great coach, but he's not a manager, and that's two different, yeah, but... completely different things. There, I think I don't think he's got the managerial when it... experience. But when it, when it comes to Jack Premier League, big Premier League clubs now, what are they looking for? Are they looking for a coach or a manager? I think they're looking for both, mate. I think if you look, if you look at Villa, for instance, Dean Smith, he's brought in, he brought in um, mm. Craig Shakespeare, excellent coach, fantastic coach. Could he do it as a manager? No. Dean Smith brought him under his wing, and now look at the uh, the performances, the winning games, and I reckon that's half to do with bringing Craig Shakespeare in, who is a great coach. And then leaving the managerial yeah. side to Smith. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that's the way I look at it. So I would probably say, if not, bring Tuchel in and put, put him down to like he was at Man City with Pep as a coach. Because if you look, Pep, Man City's results haven't been as good as Sidney yeah, Arteta left. Man City haven't had a stable back four all season. Aguero has been injured for the majority of the season. And the players they've bought in. Mm. aren't really what they need. They needed an out-and-out striker when Jesus and Aguero were both injured and they didn't bring one in. They needed a centre-half to replace mm. the likes. Or they, well, they, they did bring in Diaz and Ake, to be fair. Um, but, you know, I don't think that's solely down to the fact that Arteta's not there to help coach with Pep. Possibly, possibly not. But if you can see where I'm coming from, is in he's a coach more than a manager, and I just don't feel he's got enough in him, mate, to have a job like Arsenal's a massive job. 
for someone like him to take it over, it's not it's not great, mate. Like even Lampard, I'd sack him tomorrow. <laughs> if I was the owner, I'd sack him tomorrow. Just to warn you, right? Greeny has a knack of talking absolute shite on these. Yeah. Contact people. So what I'd do is I'd take a pinch of salt with him because he's just trying to wind you up. What I would. <laughs> no, not he's, at all, not at all, not he's at all. Passionate. What I'm saying is, though, yeah. you can't... Yeah, I'm passionate, mate, times yeah. as well. I'm, all I'm getting at is... I'm win. I've sacked Lampard. The only, reason, the only reason Lampard's in the job is because he's a former no. player and he's a legend so, no, of the club. No, no. That's the only reason he's in the job. Look at the, look at the players he's brought in. You've just got spanked by Man City tonight with half a squad, right? You, you're sitting nowhere near the top of the league and you've spent how much money... Through Ziyech, Werner, Chilwell, Mendy. Now, you tell me he should be doing better. Yeah, but it's been half a season, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, half a season, mate. Yeah, but I still, after that half a season, surely as a Chelsea Takes a bit of time, Adam, surely. Takes a bit of time. (laughs) At least give him him a full, full season and a half, surely. The thing is with that, the thing is with that, oh, Tom, if you give him to the full season and he doesn't get in the Champions League, that's a poor season again for Chelsea. Chelsea fans ain't going to be happy with it. The owner ain't going to be happy with it. So if they make the decision and sack him now, while they've still got half a season to go, bring someone else in who can get them on a roll can I, can and they I, could finish the top four. Can I then ask you a question? Why was Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool for three years before they won a the league? Great right. question, Jacko. Great question. <laughs> That is a that is a great question. I know you. I knew exactly <laughs> you were going to come to that. The reason reason he came there and it took him three years is because Liverpool was shit right. before so. he came in. They were nowhere near winning the titles until obviously was it Rodgers was near enough winning. Well, it no, he bottled they, it they at Palace. Bottle it. Well, Other than that, I've done by saying let's not let this slip. And then at Anfield, he slipped and let Denver Bar score. So I don't really think that's Rodgers doing. Um, but, you know, the, the reason well, why I asked that is, right, Klopp was given a considerable amount of time. They didn't win anything the first two seasons he was in charge. He then won the Champions League and they then won the title. Now, if Lampard's given time and the players that he needs, bearing in mind he's got uh, Saar hmm. coming in at the end of, end of the season because he's been out on loan. They've had to chop and change goalkeepers yeah. because Kepa was a, the hmm. biggest flop. Of Premier League goalkeeper seen for a very. I don't feel that keeper's any better in Kepa, though, not in my opinion. I, I think. Do you, I, I, I do, do you think. Really honest opinion. Yeah. Well, the stats stack it behind it, though, don't it? Um, I think you've got an aging backline. Thiago Silva's been brought in to boost up the defensive sort of capabilities, but he's 36, and you've probably got another season out of him at best. You've got Azpilicueta, who's 33, 34. You've probably got another couple of seasons out of him at best. So you need something in between that and the next crop. And that at the moment will be Zuma, Rudiger and Dissar. Ziyech has been out for half the season. Mm. We've already just discussed this. Pulisic has been out for half the season. I mean, bearing in mind, you have a look at how well Pulisic did after the restart. He was one of the best players in the Premier League. And then at the cup final, he got injured and he hasn't been the same player since because he's only just come back. Werner took a while to get going, but he's scoring a few goals. He still is a bit hit and miss, but it's his first season. Havertz 
hasn't been the player that everyone thought he was going to be, especially at the funds that they spent on it. But it takes time to bed in this season. Everyone thought Drogba was shit, and then Drogba did, spent the next three or next ten years at Chelsea proving everybody wrong and became an, an icon. You've got to give people and players time to mould into the system. It's not just, oh, you, you're expected to pick it up straight in the day. And you you know this as well as I do when it comes to coaching, even at um, Sunday league level. When you come in anew, it's going to mm. take you a while to bed in the system of what you want mm. for the players to do. And then if you chop and change it with other players, they've then got to bed into the system as well. So if Chelsea were to be in this position next season, and Havertz still wasn't scoring, and Werner was still mm. hitting miss, and Ziyech was still injured, and Thiago Silva was crap, and Mendy was letting in goals left, right and centre, then yeah, I could understand the point of looking at potentially replacing Lampard. But his first season, he got him into the Champions League when he had no transfer windows and no hazard. And he spent the majority of it with the U. Now that's a good season. I'm not going to lie, that's a good season. This season, he's going to have to get his players bedded in. All right, they lost to Arsenal comprehensively when they probably shouldn't have, because even Tom would admit that Arsenal were pretty poor going into their box mixture. Um, they've got beat by Man City, which on on any given day, Man City can turn over anybody. They put six past United once. They put four past Liverpool last year. So they can do it. I just think it's harsh to get rid of a manager six months into a season when he's got to bed in 200 million quid's worth of players. If if at the start of next season, by October, November, Lampard has gotten 14th and Werner hasn't scored in a month of Sundays, then yeah, I'll sit here and I'll listen to you go, yeah, they should mm-hmm. sack him off. But at the moment, I don't think he should. I think he's got to be given time. And this is what Roy Keane and Graeme Sinness were saying about United managers months and months ago, was that people haven't given them time. Now, you and I were talking about Oli going October time, and now look where you're not. What's to mm. say that Ch- Lampard mm. won't do that with Chelsea uh, this second half of the season? Mate, you're correct in that, in that respect. But in football these days, you know... Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And this don't is where I think... Anymore. And, and, and half a season, mate, when it comes to Christmas, everyone's asking the same questions, mate. I know, obviously, me, yeah. you, Jack, when we've done the pods last season, we're coming on every week going, he's been sacked. Oh, do you think he's going to get the sack? He's lost four games. And we're all like, yeah, yeah, he's going to get the sack. And I mean, mm. it depends what club you are. And you, if, going down to the championship, you've just seen yep. Chef Wednesday sack Monk, appointed appointed yep. Pulis, and then sack Pulis after 10 games. So, I mean, like you're saying, and I get where you're saying, give Pulis time. He probably would have kept him up or next yep. season he would have done, brought his own players in. And pushed on, yeah. but some clubs don't want to wait that long, and some clubs want to click their fingers, bang, we want results, we want to be up the table. So I can I can get it where you're coming from in some respect from the club. Now the only reason I'm saying about Lampard is right, he spent all that money from last season where he didn't spend the money, he didn't have them players. Yeah, like yeah. You said he brought in youth and they were winning games. He's now spent over two hundred mil, and they're playing worse than what there was last season. And the players what were playing last season, the likes of Billy Gilmore, not getting in the squad, where they were winning games. So that's my issue, is thinking, well, hold on a minute, you spent all that money on these so-called top players, why are you not performing then? So if you're not performing, 
that's got to be down to either the players or the manager. And then the first first point of call mm. every time is the manager. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, and that's how I'm it not is, disagreeing it? Football, with that. The at all. I'm not saying that at all. Mm. Um, mm. All I'm saying is is why not give them a bit of time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that respect. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but Chelsea's so, a big club. But so are Liverpool. And the fact that Chelsea Liverpool didn't win anything for the first two years, and they were loving the fact that Klopp was at Liverpool, and they could see that the project was going forward. So if that's the case, why mm. in that way? But are Chelsea fans, <coughs> Chelsea fans, if this was a different manager and not Lampard, would they be calling for their head for the manager now? And I reckon they would. But because it's Lampard and he's a legend of the club, so why that's probably Ancelotti why you're not hearing it. He's more saying, get rid, get rid, get rid. Why is Ancelotti and not under pressure at Everton? Mm. Why he's not under pressure? Because Everton have been shit for how many years, mate? And look at the start of that. Look where they are in the table. Mate, Everton are doing mate, decent. Everton will be happy yeah. with yeah. Right, top 10. With the, players, yeah. the players that Everton they're, bought they're in this summer, that. where are you expecting them to finish? Bearing in mind, Everton are only three points ahead of Chelsea. If it were me, as an Everton fan, I'd say with the players he brought in, I'd be happy with top top eight. They'll get that. I think. I think they'll top get eight. that. I generally think. They'll get that. Yeah, I think they will, and that won't be a bad season. Even Europa, if they get Europa League, that's a fantastic season. For, for, for Ancelotti and Everton and the thing is the difference with Everton going over to Chelsea is Everton obviously now have got a lot of money due to the new owners but before that mate that Liverpool are always that bigger club in Anfield it's like Man, Man United were always the bigger club over Man City at one stage until they got brought out now you'd probably argue Man City's the bigger club do you know what I mean so there's a, I think there's a bit of a difference in Ancelotti to Lampard in that respect due to the players he has got to the players he did have, vice versa to Lampard. Now the players he's got and what he did have. Do you see what I mean? Now, if, if Everton signed them players, what Chelsea has signed, I'd be saying they're not they're not achieving, mate. They should be in the top six, yeah, not the top eight. Yeah. Do you get do you, if you get where I'm coming from? So I'm not saying I'm definitely not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying my opinion on it is I feel Chelsea are underachieving with the amount of money they've put in. Is I think they're underachieving now. It's like you're going to Arsenal, they haven't really spent. A lot of money, really. Are they underachieving or are they overachieving? They're underachieving, yes, because the players have got a better than what they are. They should bring in Ozil back in, I reckon. But again, we don't know what the circumstances of that. But if Arsenal finishes, yeah, I agree with that. I'll take some right season for Arsenal. Honestly, yeah, I'm taking seventh all day, all day long at the moment. <laughs> But if I don't finish seventh, Tom, and you're... Yeah, it would be a poor season, but... That's a poor season. <sighs> Does he deserve to get yeah. sat? No, I don't think so. I think we've got to, got to keep him and... I think I think the difference... Yeah, you're probably right. Does he deserve to get sat? I can see your point. And then again, you go back to Lampard and Chelsea spending all that money. Arteta and had no money. So fair enough, yeah, probably keep Arteta. Because he's done a great job for what he's got. Like Jacko were going on about Chelsea saying Lampard... With all the youth and he won games, you're totally correct, mate. But look who he's brought in now, and they're not doing no yeah. no different to what was happening last year. 
it's a waste of 200 million in my eyes because you think, well, hold on a minute, we're winning games with like, the likes of Billy Gilmore, Mount, so, I mean, Abraham, who was on loan. With that, it's weird. Because I think you look at Werner and what he did at Bundesliga, and you look at him even in the Prem, you can tell he's, he's, he's an absolute class player. In yeah. my opinion, you can tell he's class. Um, yeah. But something isn't, it's not clicking. It's similar to like, I see that similar, uh, similar situation to him and Aubameyang at the minute. It's, you can tell they're very good players and Aubameyang is a quality player and I believe Werner is. It's just, they're not clicking at the moment and the confidence is rock bottom. When your confidence is rock bottom, you'll be, you know, the goal's coming, uh, they're not coming in. So, I think once they get a bit of confidence and they start, and the team starts playing better, then it will be absolutely top draw. But the thing is with that, I, I totally agree, but Lampard seems to like swap and change his team. Like, he's dropped Giroud, who's probably been the best player, I think, who's scoring the goals for him, winning goals, dropped him to the bench today, dropped Tammy Abrams to the bench today, and they've done jack shit up top with that Werner... Habits and I can't remember who else are up front. But you think, why, why drop Giroud, who's scoring your goals, is a, a handful for any team to play against, and he's sitting sitting on the bench? It don't make sense. Why change your team? What score, what scoring goals? What are wi- winning games? And then you've gone and changed it. Changed it every time. You don't know what yeah, team Chelsea's going to pull out, mate. You can't Giroud's weird. I, I think first goal he's the player. most underrated player. In the frame, um, um, like, even at Arsenal, yeah. I thought, "Why have we let him go? And how, why aren't we playing him as much as we should do?" I've, I've said this well. Yeah. I've said this for a while now that Giroud is a very underrated player, and he should be starting. He really, really should. He is. Um, yeah, I've just, I just I, the, the only totally argument agree. that I have with that is that the way he plays football does not suit starting a game for Chelsea. And it's a case of pace. Yeah, it's a case of pace. It's having the likes of Ziyech and Pulisic and Werner, you know, have it sit. Obviously not. work today? But... No. So, I mean, if, if instead of going for pace, your plan B, put shove your well, top, play the long ball, mate, with the defence man City you got, with Stones, who's rocky. Uh, hypothetically, obviously, Giroud. that's not what happened. Really hypothetically, if if Giroud was to be yeah. nullified by a mm. back pair of Man City and they didn't use Pace, would you then be turning around saying, "Oh, they should have used Pace"? Yeah. No, I'll just get, I'll, I'll keep Giroud up top, and then I'll probably play Pace off him. Yeah. So you still got the, you still got the flicks and whatnot with him, or even Tammy Abraham, chuck him. I'd leave him up front. Play, play your um. You other two with with the pace, which is either Pulisic or Mate, Abraham's, Abraham's no end near that. I don't rate him at all. He's awful, awful. I agree. But, I agree with you, Tom. I agree. Oh, I, 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 what, if he was available for the championship, I'd snap him up and do all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I just don't rate him at all. Really don't. I, with you both saying that he's not very good enough, do you think that he's not given opportunities this season? Bearing in mind the amount of goals he got for Chelsea last season helped him get to fourth at the end of it. I think yeah, he's I had, I think he's had enough game time, mate, to prove. I, I think he, I think the thing is with Tom, uh, Tammy, he looks good one game, looks shit for ten. 
you know, he's one of them players where you know, like he'll go and score worldy, mate. And the next game, you wouldn't even know he's on the pitch. I reckon it depends what team you're playing. I reckon against the bigger sides, he's, he's useless, mate. Against the smaller teams, yeah, you could probably bully him he's, a bit. He's, but, he, against yeah, rubbish teams, not, against well. youth teams, or against teams that are lower down, useless. Against good teams, useless. He's just useless, mate. Honestly, okay. I don't, I don't, don't rate him. But right. yeah, yeah. Useless. That, that's well, the pod title this week. To the fact that you spent the last 40 minutes <laughs> talking about Arsenal and Chelsea, I would like us to move on and discuss other teams in football, just for a little bit, just as a change of pace. Rangers extended their uh, title hold on the uh, Scottish Premier League by uh, winning this weekend. Um, is that done and dusted for you, Greeny? Dusted, yeah. They're engraving the name on the on the title right now, mate. As we speak, yeah, there's no coming back from that. And, and and again, going about sacking managers, he's the next one out the probably, door. Neil Lennon, mate. take over Arsenal after you've sacked our ten percent. <laughs> no. Well, I'll, I'll be honest, think, mate, you'd I probably put a bet on it as well, wouldn't job you? Again, <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, um, who's to say two quid down the drain. I'm, I'm going to ask you this, the pair of you. Do you follow the championship as much as I do? No. Brilliant. Okay. Then I shall quickly go through the fixtures from yesterday. <laughs> and I'll do my own little bit. Take it, Jacko. Let me, while you do that, let me get the old fixture, the results up. And I'll... <laughs> Two seconds, mate. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what, mate. Well, fuck Greeny off. And you can just host it with me because you're more professional than he is. Um, <laughs> really get the results up mate we'll have a proper discussion about it oh <laughs> uh, you've got <laughs> let's, let's start with um, Sheffield Wednesday as you wanted to talk about it um, they beat Derby 1-0 probably a good decision to sack Poulis eh Greedy yeah. <laughs> 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 no, because I saw that long? result. I've definitely got to tell you that. Oh. I mean, uh. yeah. Well, I did watch that game to be honest with you, and Derby yeah. were awful, absolute awful, mate. And I just don't know where they're where they're going to go with it. I mean, Jack's not on to even. I'm sure Jack would agree if he was yeah. on how poor they were against the Chef Wednesday side. Was. Unreal, uh, mate. And I think Derby... You know, saying that, they did beat Birmingham 4-0. You know. I, I... Mm. But then Birmingham, are not performing yeah, great either, but, mate. I mean, they're 18th yeah, in the league. The, the old adage of, you can only beat what's put you know what in front of you, though. So, yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, but can you see Wayne staying at, I... at a club like Derby? At, at present, I mean, I know people now are going to go off. Oh, well, Lampard got him in the top six. But can I, completely can I just decide, point out? I mean, okay. from what you, you said, Derby look poor. So the results that they've had through December, and it is annoying that Jack is for this. Mm. They drew with Coventry. Yeah. They. Uh, where's the next one? Mm. They beat Millwall, which is easy because everyone beats Millwall. Um, they drew with Brentford away. They drew with Stoke at home. Stoke are a good side this year, yeah. a lot better mm. than they have been. Um, they beat Swansea at home. They got their, their game against Rotherham was postponed yeah. due to COVID. 
Um, they lost to Preston away. Well, sorry, at home. But Preston, Preston are very Jekyll and Hyde side. They win away, but they can't win at home. I think it was, yeah. Was that when uh, Waggy got sent off? Yeah, when that like the first yeah, two tw- games tw- were. Yeah, so, yeah Preston, Preston scored in the 96 minute, and Waggon was sent off after 20. So they basically went an entire game without, you know, yeah. without 11 men. And then they beat Birmingham. Yeah. And then obviously lost on Friday night. So, you know, two defeats mm. out of the last six or seven, mm. that's not a bad run of form, is it? Really? Mm. No, 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 I totally agree, but I'm sure you'll agree yeah, as well. Yeah, Once no. you're down there, you need three points. There's no good draw in five, five games, mate. You need them three, they're three big points when you're down the bottom, isn't it? And when you're drawing games, a draw when you're at the bottom, Jacko, I don't know if it does to you or Tom, but to me, a draw. I, well, I, I will always argue it depends on the performance because we've had some Do you know what I mean? dire nil nils and you know we've had some brilliant draws as well. So, mm. I mean, going on that on that the, result, the thing, though, mate, you know, so we, we were obviously at the bottom three. Yeah, so obviously, you know, um, so that's a great. It result. is a relegation six pointer, and it is key for the fact that Sheffield mm. Wednesday have got so, out, but. Regardless of that result, can you see Derby fighting to, st- mm. to stay up this year? I can see them fighting to stay up, and I think they will stay up. <laughs> Over to Jack. I, uh, I want to go to Millwall because I know Jack is a big Millwall fan. Put the pressure back straight on him. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a red card here, Jack. You've got to question yeah. the discipline, haven't you, mate? Uh, right. I'm glad you. I'm glad you've discussed this because I, I, Murray Wallace was that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we decided to play. I've been saying for weeks, and I've been uh, involved with other sort of Millwall podcasts and been tweeting them and all this sort of stuff. And I've been saying for a while that Millwall should be playing at home a four-two-three-one because it, it's more attacking than the the normal five at the back system. It's very similar, Tom. Millwall play. A very similar style to how Arsenal do, with the fact that they have two holding midfield players. They play five at the back, and they've got two wingers that will cut inside and they'll cause problems. The problem is, Millwall players are nowhere near as good as Arsenal. Um, but at home, we tend to go with a four-two-three-one, and we look more like a side that wants to go out and win. Now, for whatever reason, yesterday we looked terrible. We really, really did. Coventry were all over us from minute one. The two centre midfielders we had had no pace, so they were always being pressed. And as soon as the ball was lost, Coventry broke and hit us on the counter, and it was they were gone. They couldn't get involved, and Coventry were on the attack. Um, Darbo, the right wing back, gave Murray Wallace an absolute nightmare of a day. Um, he was just too quick. He was too strong. He was he just he was. Probably one of the best players on the part of Coventry yesterday. Um, and, you know, there was talk that eight Millwall players out of their main squad had COVID. And, you know, as much as other people would say, is that just an excuse? I will genuinely believe with what I've seen and who I've spoken to, if you've been told you've got COVID, it's serious. So if half, if even, you know, the majority of Millwall's first team squad has been out because of COVID. Guarantee that 
it's a genuine and it's not just an excuse for a poor performance the goals defensively were poor um, we should have done better uh, the first one I could see coming a mile off um, in quick quick succession eh, wasn't it? In six, yeah yeah six it was yeah um, uh, by that point it was just too late there was nothing in it um, he changed it at half time he brought Troy Parrott on who I seriously I think he's going to be a very very good player I cannot speak highly enough of this kid and he should not be playing in that middle side if he was playing at Bournemouth or Norwich or somewhere like that at the top of the championship this guy would be scoring buckets and everyone would be going nuts about him but he's got movement he's got a very intelligent brain he reminds me a lot of Harry Kane um and you know he contributes. Well, I, I, I've been blessed to say that I've been able to see Harry Kane play for Millwall. Um, this was just before he went to Leicester. Um, and even then, Kane was something else. And the way I see him play at Spurs, and the way I see Parrot play, if he had the players he had around him at Spurs, he'd be he'd probably be doing quite well. Um, he changed the game for us, but the problem was we were already 2-0 down. We were already on our legs. And by the end of it, Wallace was just tired of quick players running past him. And he basically rugby tackled one of their forwards. And it was a second yellow. And it just sort of summed up his day, really. Um, I'm concerned that we're going to get into a relegation battle. We've got two games in hand against Watford and Bournemouth, which... The last two teams I want us to face with games in hand. Um, I still want to see Rowett at the club. I just think either the players are lacking confidence, similar to how Arsenal were earlier on in the season. And I just feel we lack a goal scorer. Parrot is, Parrot's not, the, the goal scoring side of it is not there. Whether or not he's too busy trying to set up everyone else, I don't know. I just don't think he's got the supply he needs. Um, Jed Wallace was non-existent yesterday. Mm. So yeah, so it was a it was a pretty poor game. Um, and to be fair, Coventry deserved it. Um, I can't really say we deserved anything out of the game. We looked shocking. Um, the the only hope that we get now is that we rest some of our key players for the game against Boreham Wood in the cup on Saturday. And we get a good result there, and hopefully the confidence of that can put us push us forward for um, the week after. Yeah, so, to be fair, it was a big game that wasn't it? The Coventry Millwall. Yeah, it was. It was a massive Jack game Goat. because obviously both teams were around there. Coventry yeah. uh, are poor away from home, and it would have helped to sort of solidify a mid-table position. But the longer we go without winning, the likely and the fact that Sheffield Wednesday won, and a few teams around us won as well. I. Yeah, I see us getting such a relegation battle before the end of January. I really do. And uh, if you don't win against Boreham Wood, is that more uh, pressure I, on Rowett? I think it depends on the side that he puts out. If he was to put out his, top, his starting really 11, about. his first team, and they lose, yeah, I think there's going to be issues there. Um, I think a lot of fans are waning now to what Rowett is saying. If they feel that he's either picking the same players because he fancies them and he won't mm. he won't be ruthless enough to change it if he needs to. Other arguments are saying that we didn't have the player or certain type of players that we had last season 
same fight. Um, yeah, it's just difficult at the moment to watch, but it is what it is. We've all, you know, all of us have been there at some point watching our teams not play well. I'll still support them. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just hard to watch. I mean, the yeah. positive you can yeah, take from yeah, it yeah. The problem, is that <laughs> Jack. The problem I, I have with that is that we lost to him <laughs> at home. And we have to go to Pride Park and we don't usually get a decent result there. So, mm. yeah, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, for the time being. But we're only four points off him. But at least you're still above him. So, it, it's not great. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've just seen the time. I am just wary a bit of it. Um, I will talk about one thing before we go. Um, Pochettino to PSG. That is the right thing. Uh, I'll ask Tom first, because I'm sure he's delighted Mm. to talk about Maurizio Pochettino. Um, How how big a thing is that for PSG to get him in? I think it's a good good, um, good acquisition for PSG, to be fair, mate. Uh, From what, what, you know, when he was at Prem, I thought Pochettino was class. Yeah, it pained me to say it, but he was a very yeah. good manager. Um, he didn't really get backed by Tottenham, I don't think, too much money-wise. He didn't, yeah. didn't spend too much, whereas at PSG, he's got endless amounts of money. Yeah. And he's obviously a very good coach. So, um, I think it's very... Anyone would be... Any top team would be happy to have Pochettino, in my opinion. Can you can you see Deli Alli going to um, PSG now, Greeny? Mm-hmm. I can see it, yeah. Yeah. Good I news. think Poch is going to raid <laughs> Spurs, mate. So Mourinho needs to watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think he'll probably sign Ericsson back from Inter and check him to PSG. I think, yeah, you'll see a few Spurs players leave. I reckon Aurier, he'll go PSG. Uh, Lloris will go PSG. So, yeah, you can see a fair few, but Arsenal... Let's tell you what, that would never happen in a million years. Like That's what I said. Not I said, a chance. What on earth would Arsenal fans want to see Pochettino there <laughs> after what he did at Spurs? Mate, I would have loved him there, mate. Don't get me wrong, I would love Pochettino at Arsenal. I'm not, I would never say no. <laughs> but he wouldn't want to go there. He would, we're shocked. <laughs> really. I'll tell you who would want. i tell you, honestly... If if we were to set Arteta, I know we're going back to the managers again. So, but honestly, I really rate Eddie Howe. I would have Eddie Howe. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, but I would have. Have you you been chatting to Greeny off air or something or what? Because Eddie Howe loves it now. Hey, you like him as well, Greeny? I said Tom. I said the same. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I think he's classic. Okay, what, what's wrong with Eddie Howe, mate? What you got against Eddie Howe? I don't think anything well. against Eddie Howe. I just don't see that sort of working, to be honest. Yeah. He likes the assistant manager better than Eddie Howe. <laughs> what are you but... saying, Jacko? I can't I'm, believe what I'm hearing. I'm not, I'm not saying anything at all, mate. Jason Tindall. Jacko, who, who's that um, bloke in charge of Bournemouth now? That's yeah. It. Can I can I just point out Jason Tindall's first managerial spell of charges at Bournemouth and they're currently third in the championship. 
is all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say, mate. So, <laughs> so <laughs> what you're yeah, saying is really I might be good at arse We don't want to know But that. I'm also <laughs> pointing out that, um, yeah, I think he's done a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are right, to be fair. Um, just before we go... Obviously, Jack's what, favourite what? question is Jack. <laughs> 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 who's, who's your favourite player you're playing with and who you're playing uh, against? We, are we, do this, we, we do this with all the guests, yeah. but I don't know why Greeny's done it now. <laughs> he's, he's my favourite He's my favorite player I've played with. Well, yeah. He's pissed if I didn't ask it. No one's going to know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless he says Adam Green, which which point I'm just ending this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, you, you did manage me a couple of games, didn't you, Adam? <laughs> I did, mate. Yeah, I did. I'll tell you what, Tom. We'll ask you this. As an Arsenal fan, who was the best player you saw play for Arsenal? And who was the best player you saw play against Arsenal? Well, best player I've seen is Thierry Henry. He's my my hero, my idol. Um, Best player that played against Arsenal... Very tough. Really tough. I, I tell you what, I, I really don't want to say it. <laughs> but you have to now. That's the, that's the rule. Oh, mate, honestly, I was going to I was gonna say Harry Kane, but I can't say it. Roy Keane, fuck it. Roy Keane. Roy Keane. What? No, I don't. I, honestly, I, I would possibly say... <laughs> Although some of the Man United games weren't they? They were pretty, pretty hot, weren't they? Um, mm. But in more my time, mm. Harry Kane's got to be up there. But Roy Keane is, is my answer. Before you do go, though, I have met a all right. Okay, where did you meet him? Such a sound fucking... bloke, uh, Robert Pirès. Oh, it just he has to be up his, his celebrity crushes, am, doesn't he? And oh, he was name drops. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a good player. He was such a such a gent, mate. He was quality bloke, and uh, uh, yeah, class. Yeah, no, on, all right, yeah. good, good, good name drop. Right. But I thought I'd add that in. Don't suck up to him, Tom. Seriously, don't. Oh, Jacko, come on, mate. He's your he's body. Have you met him, Jacko? Who have uh, I met? I met Casey <laughs> Keller. He's just gone to Leicester for a mill, and I asked him a question. <laughs> I, I think Casey Keller's brilliant. Uh, bearing in mind, I was playing oh, rugby for Kibworth Rugby Football Club in Market Harbour at the time, and I was about eight or nine. And he did like a PR thing. Here. And I went to Casey Keller and I said, um, Why did you leave Millwall? That was the only question I asked him. And he <laughs> said, uh, Why do you support Millwall? I said, Oh, because. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> because I do. Great. He goes, Well, that's why I left. I was like, Oh, brilliant. I didn't. <laughs> At the time, but as I got older, what a hero! Great response, right? <laughs> Before we go, though, I'm just going to do uh, the plug. So, um, email us at after extra yep. time 2020 at gmail.com, and that's with an X extra. Uh, or you can contact us on Twitter, 
after extra time, mm. or you can catch us on Facebook. Well, there we go. Time. I have been Jacko for this second part, this elongated second part. My thanks to Mr. Adam Green. Never. Always a pleasure, never a chore. And um, uh, much appreciated to Mr. Tom Millington. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been lovely to chat to you. I haven't spoken to you for ages. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while since we've both chatted. Uh, yeah, so no, it's been, it's been great. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes, mate. I'll really like, enjoy that. Definitely yeah, get that's been back good. On. So that's it's... it. Our first, uh, first episode of 2021 is all done now. Fantastic. Take care. Top stuff. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.